Um, we are continuing our study um, of this letter. It's, it's, it's the, as the subtitle reads, it was a real letter uh, to a real church, to, by a, from a real person to a real church. A real letter from a real person to a real church. So it's, it's, it's literally issues of life. It's not just, well, let me just think theoretically about, you know, whatever. It's, 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 we need to recognize the, 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 the point, the purpose, the, the, the significance, if you will, of the letter. You know? Hopefully you don't send emails that don't have purpose or letters that don't have purpose. That you, 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 you take the time to compile something to accomplish something. And that's what, that's what we have going on here. So it's important to the extent we can put ourselves two millennia ago and, and put ourselves in that situation and see how, what, what is being said, how it's being said, uh, to whom it's being said. Um, so Paul, Paul is writing a letter to a church that he wanted to visit. And he said in the first chapter, he wanted to be a blessing to them and he wanted to be blessed by them. Say that again. He wanted, it, he wanted to be a blessing to them, and he wanted to be blessed by them. He goes so far as to say he is both obligated and eager. Now that's an awesome combination. He's both obligated and eager. Uh, and he practically shouts, if, if you recall in the first chapter in the 16th and 17th verse, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. Um, I'm taking the time to highlight this um, because it seems that from this jumping off point, Everything that springs forward, including today's text, uh, pivots off of this. Um, it's the power of God that brings salvation to whom? Everyone that believes. It's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone that believes. Uh, my father told the story I remember growing up. I don't know if it's true or not, so... It makes the point, but it was, he was talking about a tightrope tight rope walker that had a wheelbarrow, uh, and they were going across the, the Niagara Falls, and they had the wheelbarrow, and they had a couple of folks that were commenting, observing and commenting, and saying that, oh, I believe he can make it. Another one saying, no, I don't believe he can make it. No, but I really, no, no, I really believe they can make it. Well, according to my father, uh, the, 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 the tightrope walker heard the conversation and to the one who said they believed he would make it, he said, why don't you get in the wheelbarrow with me? 
point Paul is making is not is the result not of a tightrope walker but of the power of God and getting safely to the other side requires faith it requires our belief um, he will safely get us there so let's recognize that Paul isn't just riffing on uh, God's wrath and judgment he's pointing out our condition and saying uh, that as he writes in the third chapter of his letter to the Philippians by the power that enables him to bring everything under control he God will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body third chapter of Philippians his letter to the Philippian church uh, he will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body but here's the deal we have to get in the wheelbarrow that I know this is so profound. It's like, oh, pastor, I get this. I hope we do. Uh, we have to get in the wheelbarrow. So today we want to bring, uh, begin at the 17th verse of the second chapter uh, where we read now. Uh, now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and boast in God, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of little children, because you have in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth. Uh, I'm sure you've seen those funhouse mirrors. I, they're they're kind of, think of it as old school Snapchat, okay? You, you all know what Snapchat is, you know? So, Ask your kids if you don't. Um, those old funhouse mirrors, they're, they're, they're kind of cute, they're funny, you know, you look at them, but what you see is not who you are. What you see is not who you are. Uh, and it's cute and funny, uh, but I don't recommend you use that prior to you uh, checking yourself out before you go out in the morning. Or right before you're going to that interview. Well, let me take a peek at that funhouse mirror and see what I look like. Uh, it won't accomplish what you think it is uh, going to accomplish. So after addressing sin on a worldwide scale for all of humanity, remember the latter part of the first chapter, the first part of the second chapter, uh, Paul turns his attention to the Jews. And I like it, just like a boxer. Uh, he lands four successive punch points. It's like boom, 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 boom. I think that was four. You take comfort in being a Jew. You are relying on the law. You brag about having special insight. You are convinced that you know God's will above others. I'll repeat those. You take comfort in being a Jew. You are relying on the law. You brag about having special insight. You are convinced that you know God's will above others. Without knowing what's ahead, let's just pretend. I, I'm sure you're good Bible students and you've read ahead and you have well, I've read Romans uh, a bajillion times. And I know what's coming around, but just, just you know that Paul is setting up the reader. Uh, just the, the, the way he posits the, the if. If, and it's assumed it's true. Uh, if, and it's assumed it's true. And it's like, okay, all right, all right, I'm getting set up. Uh, I would venture to say, 
I'm not going out on a theological limb at all, that no first century Jew would take issue with these statements as a matter of fact. Everything that Paul said, of course this is true. Uh, of course, of course, uh, I take comfort in being a Jew. I mean, one of the prayers was, I thank God that I'm not a Gentile. You know, I, I take comfort in being a Jew. I, I, I take comfort in relying on the law. I brag about having special insight. It's not bragging if you can back it up. I, I know, I, I know, right? Uh, and I'm convinced that I know God's will above others. Fast forward two millennia, and if you exchange Jew for confessing Christian, you might not have too much of an issue today. A lot of folks take, I'm talking about first century folk, or, or, or 21st century folk, would, uh, would kind of go down that path too. I, got, I know the magic handshake. I got the special knock. We, you know, it was Gnosticism back then, but we call it, you know, it's just, hey, I, 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 you know, I know the word. I know what it says concerning sin. As a matter of fact, you won't see me anywhere in that latter part of the first chapter. Hey, 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 you know? What's the latter part of the first chapter? Read it again. And we take comfort in that. That ain't me. All I do, all I, all I just ask. Okay, so you're not on that page. Flip the page over. Just flip the page over and see where you fall in that. Um... I know God's will, and who's better than me to serve as a guide for the spiritually blind? Uh, you know, as I said, Paul is setting the folks up. So that's what he does in the 21st verse. You, then, who teach others, uh, do you not teach yourself? <laughs> Thank you. I'm not right. Blame Paul, okay? All right, all right. Just, just, just blame Paul. Just, just blame Paul. It's like, you know, this is, I, I, let me just pause right here. As I, I was, you remember when we were going through the first, first Corinthians, Paul's letter to first Corinthians. I, if you could have seen what I saw, there was a lot of hung down heads like, oh, oh, man, you better put your head up. The, the, the word is the word. The truth is the truth. Now, they, now we are responsible for dealing with the word and the truth, but it's like it ain't doing any good. It's like, oh, duh, that ain't, that's not helpful at all. You know, that, that, that's not helpful. It's like me and my, it's like, well, you know, the reason I, I got a glandular problem, you know, I'm big boned. So it's, 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 it's like, no, that's not the problem. That is not the problem, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> Maybe I am big bony. <laughs> Jesus reminded the Jews in the fifth chapter of the Gospel of John, you've missed the whole point and purpose of the law. You've missed the, the fifth chapter. Look at the fifth chapter of the Gospel of John. You've missed the whole point and purpose of the law. Essentially, you worship the law. But if you really knew the law, you would see that you're condemned by the law. And it's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down Abraham and Moses, and that's, those are my peeps. It's like, yeah, but the law that was passed down to him condemns you. 
and you're trying to hide behind it as some type of spiritual prophylactic and say, well, you know, it's like, I know the law. Yeah! You know the law. And you should straighten up and fly right because you know the law. I hear you. I hear you. Well, is the law to be ignored? Of course not. Read the text. Just, just read the text. What we do is to diminish or undercut the reach of the gospel because of our false witness. The, the, the reason the gospel isn't as efficacious or, or the spread isn't as broad as it needs to be is because I get in the way. The people, people end up seeing me. Uh, why, aren't many, uh, why aren't as many drawn to Christ? It's not the message. It's not the message. It's not the gospel. It's me. It's us. Yeah, it's you too. It's you. You don't look all smug. Yeah, well, pastor would do that. It's like, no, it's you. It's all of us. Uh, it's those who boast and dishonor God at the same time. You know, again, I, I, I joked about it, but it ain't a joke. I've seen the bumper sticker. Uh, be patient with me. God ain't finished with me yet. Well, when is he going to be finished with you? <laughs> at what point is he going to be finished with you? Be patient with me. He ain't finished with me. Uh, <laughs> as Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, don't you understand that you, not a building, is the temple of God? You are the temple of God. You. You. Not, not some, some other, uh, something else. Uh, well, that's the temple of God. No, this is the temple of God. This is the temple of God. Uh, so, begs the question, how powerful is the gospel if we preach against stealing, but we steal? How powerful is the gospel if we preach against stealing and we steal? How powerful is the gospel if we say we don't commit adultery, then turn around and commit adultery? Uh, you can't have it both ways. You cannot have it both ways. Uh, Good master, what one thing should I do? Yeah, right, whatever. Uh, as Michael Jackson sang, you know that prophet, he says, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm, I'm looking uh, at the person in the mirror, not the funhouse mirror, but a clean mirror that's illuminated by the bright light of Christ. And I'm looking in that mirror. And it's going to expose, man, alive, the bags under my eyes, the, the little uh, liver marks, and the, the, oh, the, 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 oh, gosh, it's just not a pretty sight. It is what it is. It is what it is. Don't blame the mirror. Don't blame the light. It's just reflecting what it sees. And then it, it becomes, a, if you need a nip and a tuck, you need to do what you need to do. You just, you, you do what you got to do. If, if that's what you want to do, you know, but, but, but make the course correction based on what you see, not on a funhouse mirror or what someone else would, oh, but you know, it's all good. You don't take all of that. You know, what's, uh, come on now. It's, 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 come on. I mean, literally, that's, that goes back to the very beginning to Uncle Adam and Auntie Eve. Did God really mean that? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is the 21st century. Don't you know? Things are different. 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 So Paul goes on and gets very specific. Verse 25. 
Circumcision has value if you observe the law. But if you break the law, you have become as though you had not been circumcised. So then, if those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as though they were circumcised? The one who is not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will condemn you who, even though you have the written code and circumcision, are a lawbreaker. A person is not a Jew who is, who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. Uh, Josh and... Um, um, No. Diane. I'm starting to close. Starting. Starting. Paul's going to expand on uh, the law's ability to change us. Uh, because of who we are in the eighth chapter, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. But if you want to get ahead and you want to get a good read, you can go on, please, I invite you to read. Go on to the eighth chapter. But for now, he's making the point that being a Jew, relationally, is more than birth and adhering to certain religious codes, like circumcision. See, we can't begin to understand the significance of circumcision uh, to a Jew in that context because it started from Abraham when God spoke to Abraham see this is more than hygiene yeah this is more than some some physical uh, a choice that parents make over their their kids this was an outward sign of a relationship that was rooted in a covenant that we can't begin to wrap our minds around we should be able to wrap our minds around because we have that new covenant now. But unfortunately, um, let me just, maybe I'm going out on a theological limb. I think Jews have a better handle on understanding what the significance of that is than we do as 21st century Christians understanding the covenant relationship that we have with Christ. Because it seems it's just so easy. You mean all I have to do is accept them into my heart? That, that's it, huh? No circumcision, no, 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 no cutting of an animal and sacrifice and walking in the middle and none, none, of, none of that, huh? None, none, none of that. All I have to do. And so we, we diminish, we diminish the, the, the significance of the relationship that, that is being spoken of here. Uh, read Genesis 17. Uh, verses 9 through 14. It was how God connected this act of obedience with its obvious physical distinction with a covenant relationship he established with Abraham and all of his descendants. That's, that's, that's an incredible uh, inheritance package. And I hear you. I hear you. If circumcision, if it wasn't important, why did God establish it why did he just 
just, just, just why? Let me ask the question. I'll put it another way. Who is married? Who is married? The one who ceremonially goes through a process but is unfaithful? Or the one who may not have gone through a process but is otherwise faithful? I'm just asking. Who's married? Who is married? Oh, pastor. Oh, what are you, are you, I'm not advocating. Uh, you listen to what I'm saying. I'm not advocating living together. If you, if, you, if you got that from what I just said, you should, Bible studies on Wednesday at 6.30. Who's married? Who's the one that's married? The one that stands before an audience, gets dressed up, spins a grip on a dress and, and guests and all of that. It, I've, I've told you before, I'll tell you now, some of the loneliest people I know are married folk. I've counseled them. Hmm. Who's married? What is marriage? Uh, what was then and now pointless is hiding behind religious fig leaves claiming that we're not naked. Oh, I got membership at City Church or any church. I'm married. Uh, I teach children's church. I sing in the praise team. I work in that volunteer in the office. I just, and the point of you bringing that up is what? What, 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 what are we trying to accomplish by that, by highlighting those things? Religious fig leaves trying to cover our spiritual nakedness. Paul wrote in the seventh chapter of the first letter to the Corinthians. This is what Paul said, Sister Doss. Uh, circumcision is nothing. And uncircumcision is nothing. Well then, what is it then? <laughs> Keeping God's command is what counts. Keeping God's command is what counts. Don't tell me, I, as, as I, I've shared before, I share now. I mean, I, again, Bible studies at 6.30, but there you will find religion on every street corner, of every stripe, of every stripe. You'll find religion, but very rarely will you find relationship. And that's what Paul is emphasizing here. And that's what I'm emphasizing here at City Church. It's all about relationship. I was reminded again, uh, as, as thank you so much, Robert, Gail, and uh, Anna Wright, and uh, Catherine Green. Those, those are the four folks that make uh, our member orientation class run. They do an incredible job, just four sessions. So you don't, you don't, you don't, you just said you push relationship. Most of the folks that roll with City Church and have been rolling with us for nine years are not members for whatever reason. For whatever reason. That's, that's between you and you. 
Mason. It's just, that's just you. I just, uh, but uh, you can, you can, I'll answer the question for you, but you ought to, you ought to be able to answer the question yourself. Does that, has that diminished your use here at City Church in any way, shape, or form? Nope. Because what's important is the relationship and the demonstration that I'm down with Christ. I am, I am, I am sold out for Christ and I will, I will, uh, as Veronica so well did three or four years ago, I will sing songs of praise while I'm scrubbing toilets. See, <laughs> so we'll be gloved up and pinch your nose and, uh, uh, but, but, but to, to go that singing songs of praise, cleaning toilets. I'm not, that's, that's not hyperbola. That, that's literally what she was doing. That's when you understand the connected tissue, the, 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 the relational tissue of understanding. It's like, you know what? I am connected with the Father like nobody's miss. I, 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 I am done. I am done. Um, please listen, 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 listen. It doesn't mean that we toss in the spiritual towel and claim defeat. Well, okay, well, membership and uh, all it's whatever, you know, let me just, let me just figure it out, you know, go to Starbucks and claim spirituality, but not religion. You know, that's what folks do at Starbucks. Yes, it's like, uh, so where are you? Just where are you? Well, I'm spiritual, I'm just not religious, which is the uh, same way of saying, I haven't a clue what's going on. And I'm making it up as I go. That's, that's really what it's saying. Uh, for those of you who are old enough, remember, if I say names like uh, Haystack Calhoun and uh, 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 name somebody else, uh, I can't think now, all of a sudden I get a blank on all the, the big time wrestlers they used to have here in Sacramento, they called big time wrestling. Big time wrestling, big time wrestling. They, you know, it's, it's, it, was, it was the precursor to the WWF and all, all that stuff. Um, but I remember, there wasn't a whole lot to see on TV back in the 60s, trust me. Uh, it was pretty bad. Uh, it's not too much better now. But uh, you would have like these, these groups, that, the, the pair, they'd be paired off. And the way that, it was all a shtick, but the, you know, one guy would just get the stuffing beat out of him. Just going in the, in the ring, in the boxing ring, just getting beat up. But somehow, some way, he'd make his way over to the edge of the ring, and he'd tap out on the on the other guy. And Haystack Calhoun, or the Mask Avenger, or uh, any number of guys would come in, and they'd start wailing away on the opponent. <laughs> what are you saying, Pastor Meeks? What I'm saying is we need to tap the hand of the Holy Spirit. We go through life getting the stuffing beat out of us. Just go through life. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm doing, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm, I'm hanging in there. Good Lord. Wow. That's, that's it. I'm, I'm just, just barely hanging in there. Just scraping by. Just, you know, I'm up this week. I'm down next week. I'm up this week. I'm down this week. Uh, none of this, none of this is plan B uh, of God's divine plan. None of this. 
oh, well, you know, God had to put in effect, you know, salvation through Christ. It's just like, what, 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 God was surprised what Adam and Eve did? I'm shocked, I'm shocked, you know, the guy in Casablanca, you know, I'm just shocked. I didn't, I didn't see that coming from the very beginning. And if you were to, if you were to just, just enter into the mind of God best we can, just a little bit, I can't think of a more perfect plan of getting us to a point of relationship than showing everything that from the from the very beginning from the very beginning to the very end which is already played out god already knows the end. It's, it's there's no time and space in heaven it's, it's 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 already over but we are in time and space and we have to live through that and so god has already laid it laid it all out he's just saying mark I just want you to enter into a, a covenant relationship with me. So you're not getting beat up every, every time you step, step into the spiritual ring. I'm, he said through the prophet Jeremiah, again, this is your last piece of homework for today, the 31st chapter. And it was also picked up by the writer of Hebrews in the 10th chapter. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. So in order for any of this, worship, small group, praise, service, to have any meaning, any impact, it has to be in response to a desire to draw closer to God, not as some knee-jerk response of guilt or feeling like I need to do something in order to balance out the scales of life, it's like, no, I just, I, you know, uh, otherwise we're wasting our time and we'll all grow weary. We're, we'll be wasting our time or we'll all grow weary. Um, Sister Meeks, uh, Sister Meeks, she's a stand-in for God today. Well, she kind of is God, you know, but just kidding, just kidding. Um, is that she knows, she knows when I do things uh, that are in response to guilt, and she knows things when they're just things and they're rooted in love. Now, she may say, okay, what's this about? Now, did, did you do something that I didn't know about? Uh, you know, are you, it's like, no, 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 no. There's a difference. And if we understand that on the horizontal, how much more ought we understand that on the vertical? And God already, already knows that. So he knows our heart. He knows our motivation. He knows why we do what we do. So my encouragement, my admonishment to you today is to let everything that we say, everything that we do, the, the, the commitments that we make to one another, the, the service that we give to community, be it from uh, the vaccination clinic to the praise to children's church to, to anything, to AV, to anything, it's because it's in response to a relationship, a desire to draw even closer and more intimate to God. Nothing more, nothing less. Not guilt, not, a, not out of some obligation or duty or just, I just want to see God more clearly. And I just feel if I do this, he will reveal himself as I'm scrubbing that toilet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see him so clearly in my devotion, in my singing, in my purpose. Let's pray. Our Father, our God.
Again, we just say thank you. Thank you for Jesus Christ, Father, my Savior, our Savior. He does all things well. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to unpack again um, this incredible letter uh, to an incredible people that we, will, that we don't know. Uh, Paul never met, but he wanted to see him. Thank you, Father. Gosh, Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we don't, we don't know how things uh, will turn out, but we just know for a fact that if we stay close to you, it will all be well. Thank you for your word. We love you and we thank you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you all so much for worshiping with us. Let's be sure and love on our visitors this morning. Um, um, Join the elbow of the person next to I'm just We can't join hands. It's so hard. It's, it's like, ah, you want to join hands with the person next to you? Can't do it. Can't do it. Soon, to get the vaccine, just then sooner rather than later, it'll happen. It'll happen. Let's bow. Our Father, our God, again, thank you for this day. Thank you for Jesus Christ again, Father. Thank you for the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for this opportunity to worship uh, and to commune with one another. Father, now we're, we're getting ready to exit this building that we, we mistakenly call a church, but we're gonna leave this safe and sacred space and we're gonna enter into a space where it's, it's, it's pretty gnarly, it's, it's pretty dark, it's uh, pretty crazy. It's crazy on the freeway, it's crazy in the community crazy even in the checkout lines at the grocery store. It's just crazy, Father. But but we're light. We're salt. And it's incumbent on us uh, to just be. Not to try and be something where we are incapable of, but Father, that 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 reflected light of Jesus Christ. Father, we we say thank you. As a prayer went up, thank you for the privilege, the privilege, the, the, the privilege uh, to be ambassadors. Father, you, you could have picked anything, anybody, any, you could have picked a turtle to proclaim your word, Father, but you chose us. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just thank you. Father, thank you for uh, allowing us to, to enjoy Miss Ophelia. Father, thank you for uh, just, just her grace, her devotion, uh, her commitment to the cross. Be with her. Keep her. Continue to add not only just years, but quality of life. Uh, Father, you've given her overtime, bonus time. Father, please, if it be your will, just let it, let it roll on, Father. Prepare the way as she goes to Texas. Father, I thank you for Nate and Angela and how they continue to love on her and have been incredible son and daughter. Father, just, just thank you. Now, Father, not just them, each and every one of us. You know us name by name, person by person. Father, so much so you bothered to count the number of hairs on our head. Father, you know everything about us. Father, you know the things that keep us tossing.
to shed tears and nobody understands. You know us. You know our frame. You know it's dust. But unexplicably, you love us. You keep us. You hold us. And you continue to choose to use us for your glory, for your honor, for your praise. Father, thank you. Be with us this day, this week, this month. Let us be incredible ambassadors. Let folks uh, that come into our presence just exclaim, what must I do to be saved? I want what you got. I need what you have. Father, let salvation be our motivation going forward. Not works, not religion, but Father, because we have been incredibly loved by you, uh, we can't help but replicate that love both to you and to all of your creation. Bless us now. Watch over us. Protect us from the evil one. Protect us from the world. Save us from ourselves. We love you and we thank you. It's in the precious, matchless, wonderful name of our Savior, my Savior, my Savior, my Savior that rescued me from hell. Father, I ask it all in his name, Jesus the Christ. Let every heart say, Amen. Hug somebody.